Welcome to sip number six. Um, this is going to be mostly me, but I'm Julia and Shreya is approaching the mic, approaching the mic, approaching. Hello. The mic. That's Shreya. All right. And this sip is in depth. Uh, this is a pretty short one, informational, but it's okay because you'll learn something and it won't be that long. I promise. Um, so today's segment is about the latest oil spill. It happened just last year, 2021. I actually think we might've did an episode on it, but that's okay. Cause this is a new one and this is a shorter one. Um, so it happened last year, like I said, 2021 on October 2nd, first to 2nd, it kind of happened on the first was announced to the news on the second. Um, and again, this is just like a quick synopsis of the growing climate change issue. And it's not entirely about this spill, but in case you wanted to know about the most recent one, it was off the coast of the state of California in the United States, and it was because of a pipeline failure, and three oil companies faced charges because of that, um, and the spill sent a minimum of 126,000 gallons of oil into the Pacific Ocean, which in terms of oil spills compared to like the, what's it called? I had to research the Gulf War oil spill for a class of mine, I forget which one, and I think there was a lot more oil spilled. So 126,000 gallons, a lot, but in comparison to some of these other ones, not too much. Um, But it did create a 13 square mile coverage of oil across the sea and caused many dead fish and birds to be like washed ashore. That's horrific to imagine. But here we go. What this episode is really about teaching guys about the cleanup methods used to clean up oil spills. So first we have oil booms um, and they're basically equipment used to keep oil from spreading. It consists of like a freeboard, which is above the water, a skirt beneath the water and a cable that connects the two bases and sort of just creates like a barrier wall in the water so that the oil doesn't spill um, any further. And uh, the oil stays above the water so it doesn't obviously have to go all the way down into the ocean. Um, next we have skimmers. Um, those are machines designed to like basically like a vacuum to suck up the oil from the water, um, the surface again, but, um, it physically separates the oil from the water and they allow for the reuse of that oil. So it's not being completely wasted because oil is a natural resource and we will run out. Um, sorbents are the next one. And they're basically materials used to soak up liquids, um, like a paper towel you put down on the water on a spill and it picks it up. Same concept. Um, And some commonly used materials are pads, hay, peat moss, and straw. Next, we have dispersants. Dispersants are chemicals that they use to speed up the disintegration of the oil um, when it can't be contained by booms um, and it's starting to spread. Um, And they use agents like Corexit 9500. I don't know how you pronounce uh, how it's said, but 9,500 um, and increase increases the surface area of the oil molecule in order to keep it from bonding with the water. Some really scientific stuff that I don't get because, as I said um, in our last episode before the sips, chemistry doesn't resonate in my brain. Anywho, the last one is bioremediation, and it's basically doing nothing. Um, and this is this is an excuse that people use to pretend like they're cleaning up oil spills. People, as in the government, I don't know. I don't know who who's making up the excuses, but it works. So uh, bioremediation is a method in which naturally occurring or deliberately introduced microorganisms are used to remove toxic substances. So basically, they put a chemical in the water and it kills the toxic substance. Um, and it can be anything from like bacteria um, to fungi, 
uh, or algae, things like that. Um, they basically degrade petroleum products um, by breaking them into simpler and non-toxic molecules. So they stay in the water, but they're broken down and that's how bioremediation works. So those are just a few oil spill cleaning tactics. I was swiveling in my chair the whole time I was recording this. So I'm sorry if the audio is really weird. This is our 8D sip, okay? Um, I did introduce Shreya on this episode, but I don't really think there's anything for her to comment on. Are you going to comment? No. All right. Nope. Just kidding. Um, I did a project on the Atlantic Empress oil spill for my chemistry project, and it's honestly pretty similar. Like, for, like, a couple of years, it actually held, like, the world record for most oil spilled into the ocean, which, in my opinion, is a weird thing to keep a record on. But you know us, destroying humanity. Let's see who's winning at it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think a lot of the tactics that were used to clean it back up were the same. Like, I remember dispersants um, being used. Um, did you also talk about magnetic soap? No, I didn't. Magnetic soap is so cool. It's basically yeah. soap that can be controlled by magnets, like underwater. So you can essentially have, like, these magnets moving around with the soap. So you can actually like, wash out the oil, which I think is really cool. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's all I wanted to Magnetic say. Magnetic soap is, like, thank you, relatively new. Magnetic soap, um, according to my teacher, at least, because she was saying, she was looking at our projects, and I just... Um, whatchamacallit, I was looking at the um, cleanup tactics used on my project and she was saying how a lot of us were talking about magnetic soap and she's never heard of it before. So it was interesting. Magnetic soap, relatively new if you want to look it up. Yeah, that was like one of the improvements that I suggested because they didn't use that for the Atlantic Empire. Yeah, me too. That was like in the 1970s-ish, I think. Yeah, so but there I aren't have- that many articles about it, but it exists and it's cool. Yeah, Check it out. You have anything else? Oh, because it's an in-depth and this is technically like our science segment, right? We should probably talk about the properties of oil and water. So polarity, the, the reason oil is separated from water is because of polarity. And polarity refers to the electronegativity of the atom of certain substances. So polar and nonpolar molecules don't mix. So um Polar and polar molecules mix, nonpolar, nonpolar mix, but polar and nonpolar don't. And as we know, water is non, no, water is polar and oil is nonpolar. So that's why they don't mix. That's why it just kind of sits there and it's harmful for the environment because it goes around and um, kills all these fishes and birds and stuff. Precisely. Yep. So, yep. yeah. Okay. You good? I'm good. We're good. We're yeah. good. Yay. This is our last sip of the summer. Sure is cringing because we just both said yep a lot of times and it was gross. It was a great way to end our last sip. Thank you for listening. Next time we see you guys will be in a full episode, we hope, unless we all of a sudden decide that we need a break from Memorial Day weekend. Did we tell them that we were taking a break for Father's Day? Well, we did. They probably caught on. Yeah, let them know at the end of August that we were doing that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we're recording this a few days after Father's Day. Anywho, thank we're you for this one day after Father's Day. Oh, was that yesterday? It yeah. was. You guys slept way too long. Yeah, Anywho. so that concludes our summer um, sips period of time. 
Um, we will get back to normal full-length episodes as soon as I get back. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening and see you guys next time on Id, Ego, and Us. <laughs>